Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and thank you so much for tuning in. With any episode that we have, whether it's a solo cast or a guest expert interview, my intention is for you to be able to anchor into yourself, to ground into yourself, and to explore, whether that's a new concept, an idea, whether something's intuitive in you going off, or there's just something that you hadn't thought of in a different way before. I hope you get to explore curiously, to sense make, and to activate something in yourself that you hadn't had activated. Enjoy today's show. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do the thing, and we hope to help support you consciously up-leveling in your life and business, the Leela way. Welcome to the Leela Life Show. I am your host, Linda Andrews, and I'm excited to bring with you today, Dr. Carrie Golston, president of the Gold Global Pioneers and president of the International Educators Association. I'll give a more formal bio in a moment, but welcome, Dr. Carrie, to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. Yes, these are some timely topics from life skills to just leadership and how you're presenting in the world and the impact that you're having. And I am excited for what is about to come through. You've been awarded three times by the U.S. president with the highest award for volunteer service, helped over three million people to live a better life in over 40 countries, worked with over 20 governments, including helping end a war in Sudan, have gotten three kids out of comas, salvaged marriages, taught over 40,000 teachers how to improve their teaching skills, and dedicated your life to helping others be happier, more successful. You've been doing this for 44 years. I just want to thank you. That is a ripple effect that is felt by many, and I'm sure for generations to come. So thank you for your work. What drives you to do all of this? Uh, wow, that's that's probably the best <laughs> of all. And by the way, the number on teachers trained is 500,000. Sorry. We got the update. I was wondering if we had any corrections. So. And there's a reason for that significance of that, because our most important people, in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. is meaning who do we learn from the most growing up? They, mm -hmm. I mean, there's many influential sources on learning how you develop your, what you think, what you do, the influences that you have, the books you read, the training you do, the courses. And I believe the most important influential people are parents and teachers mm -hmm. good aunt mm -hmm. those tremendous uh, impactful people but in answer to your question um and that's why we train so many teachers now is because if you're training teachers they're going to influence young people even more which is mm -hmm. going to influence our future even more than probably any other single factor if you're trying to influence the future in a good way in a mm -hmm. way but I digressed a little bit. So to your question, uh, can you give me the give me the question again? So what drive what drives your impact? What drives you? You know, it's a little bit. The question is a bit of an origin story. If you want to take us back through your career, that well, may have evolved over the years. But just would love to give some context to why you do what you do and how you've gotten to where you're at, in however long that takes you. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely summarize. Well, growing up, I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, on the outskirts of that city. And there were so many wonderful things, music and sports and activities. So I grew up with both of those. I grew up as a musician and an athlete. Mm. 
I, as I got older, I started getting introduced to drugs at 15 years old Mm -hmm. was, I was always surrounded by it, but I really broke down my defenses and let my discipline go and started getting involved with drugs at 15 years old. Now that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's the ninth or 10th grade, mm-hmm. which is worst age ever to get involved with drugs mm-hmm. because there goes your education. I'm right out the window. Mm-hmm. And as far as becoming a musician, that really, really had a horrible outcome on my ability to play drums and, and be a professional musician. I think drugs more than anything probably put the greatest damper and it was the most next to how my parents got along with each other or didn't get along with each other. Mm-hmm. And the atmosphere they created in the household with six children was probably the most influential as far as damaging. Mm-hmm. Or any way you can think of. Um, but I think after that, drugs would take second place mm-hmm. of how much damage it actually caused. In hindsight, mm-hmm. though surrounded by drugs in Boston, Massachusetts, as many states and countries are surrounded by drugs, you just watch a movie, any movie, and you'll see people drinking. Mm-hmm. And you'll see people smoking. And you'll see drugs nonstop. You know, so it is everywhere. That's mm-hmm. no nation. My parents were drinking alcohol and smoking. And there's your example. There's your role model example. Friends, hey, come and party, come and smoke, come and drink. It's a good time. Partying equals a good time. If you're not partying, you're not part of the clique. You're not acceptable. You're not liked as a teenager. We like to be liked. I think it's super important when you have low self-esteem and low confidence that you try to fit in with people you try Mm -hmm. to be you don't want them not to like you and especially in our environment where there was a lot of physical pain involved Mm -hmm. with growing up not liking you is also becomes even that much more important Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to be an analyst or a counselor but i am highly trained in these subjects yeah and i promise you that if we're going to raise criminals and violent people, the, here's your perfect recipe. Mm-hmm. Horrible household, parents fighting daily, and drugs, and being in a dangerous environment like that. I'd say, I'd say every person on the planet is really is seeking pleasure mm-hmm. and way or another and trying to get away from pain mm-hmm. mental pain physical pain we try to get away from that and really push towards feeling happy and good and being yourself mm-hmm. and as you go away from being yourself the more pain that you experience by the way mm-hmm. tends to drive a person away from their natural happiness their natural peace of mind their natural being yourself it's okay to be where you are it's okay to go reach for that and go for this and think about that and talk about this and get that job and make that painting and create 
as you experience more and more of these losses, pain is always lost, by the way. So if you get daily beatings or people around you getting hurt and you're in a violent environment and then you you add on to that a drug solution mm-hmm. with poison and toxin, you have more pain. Mm-hmm. You have pain, a pain on top of pain. Now, what really occurs here and has happened for me, and I'm talking from experience, I'm not talking from an ivory tower where I'm looking down at life. Mm-hmm. And I'm making all kinds of comments about people in life, like the news does. You know, there's no better way to really, really understand life than be an insider and have your sleeves rolled up and have been a part of it. I can't say it's a great thing to have gone through the school of hard knocks and taken drugs from 15 till I was 19, mm-hmm. had the most ridiculous, horrible education as a result couldn't pay attention couldn't concentrate my personality was getting ruined i can tell you right now i was becoming a very horrible person unethical letting my discipline go out the window with the starting of these drugs led to other things like crime Mm -hmm. and other areas of life became irrational as a consequence, family became even worse. It was bad and it got worse mm-hmm. uh, due to drugs. Mm-hmm. And I became a much more stupider, <laughs> that's not a word. Official. Intelligence <laughs> dropped at an ever-increasing rate as I hit 19 years old working at McDonald's and really just no idea how I was going to make it. Very depressed by this time, 18, 19 you know, teenagers go through a lot of those negative emotions anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you're going through negative emotions and you're listening to this program and you have no one to talk to, to set you in the right direction and help you actually be free from the negative emotions and be free from the thing you don't like about yourself and get seriously good, sane, rational guidance. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this, I can promise you that there is help Mm -hmm. i've come through and i almost died three times no matter what you're going through if people are listening to this program i'm sure they are i'm sorry i mean hopefully can you hear us now no (laughs) no not very nice i'm sorry (laughs) you're good so but for people that are seriously going through and many of us are and it's nothing embarrassing about doing bad things or or going through bad times or making Mm -hmm. bad we all have done it Mm -hmm. it's a matter whether you find the right knowledge to help you overcome that get rid of that stop doing that come Mm -hmm. through that become yourself become a better person become the person you feel like you could be Mm -hmm. and overcome those things you do not like about yourself so there is help, no matter how bad it looks. And I've dealt with many people who are suicidal. And I've dealt with people who are severely depressed. I was severely depressed, nervous, anxiety, and just making really bad decisions as a result of being in a low mental state, mm-hmm. emotion. Like when mm-hmm. I say low mental state, I'm talking about negative thoughts, headaches, uh, negative emotions comes from 
the mind, thoughts, thinking, memory, past. This is all the same subject. Mm -hmm. And how you conquer that. There's some wonderful tools available and there's wonderful help, which I will say what's helped me. I wouldn't not say that. Mm -hmm. But there's also been a lot of people that have helped me. But most important is having knowledge and then the ability to deal with life's difficulties and not giving in to those difficulties. Like people who are, it gets so bad they're taking heroin, they're putting a needle in, in their arm, they're sniffing cocaine, 30 year old, 40 year old, they're drinking heavily. This is a person who has given up because mm -hmm. they don't have another solution. Well, there are other solutions that do not include making yourself worse through drugs. And that does make you worse because mm -hmm. you become sick. You have no other solution. So you come home at night, drink a couple of glasses of wine. Then that's not enough. And you need a little more and you're still not happy. And then you need a little more. And the next thing you know, I was just dealing with the person who's drinking half a pint of whiskey every single day. He's mm -hmm. 30 years old, two children, nine and 10 years old. The beautiful, beautiful, beautiful children. I fell in love with these, these kids. And they came to see me because dad for 10 years is drinking and they're losing their family. It's, it's, mm. and it turns out that the person was drinking to relax. Well, now they're addicted. Now it's mm. not relax. Now it's just a, a horrific physical habit, a mental habit. And there's lots of tools to get rid of, to overcome this. There are, mm -hmm. I mean, I've done, I, I've been drug free since 1979. Wow. And I'll tell you what, I'm happier. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I'm happy I've ever been. Now, that doesn't seem right. It seems like when you get older, you should become a nastier person, a, 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 a very moody, a very craggy, kind of cranky, kind of, uh, I don't know. I've, I, I see people as they get older and, and they get more serious about life and not that kid they used to be that used to run around and play games and, and be really upbeat and life looked really wonderful and the flowers smelled and everything was just unbelievable and adventure. And then person gets older and life is not so much fun and they're not as happy as they used to be. And, and they're miserable and they've made some bad choices and, and there's a way to get yourself back. Truly, there is a way. So there's lots of tools. I'm going to tell you if I could. Absolutely. I, I, yes. You're, you, you're here and you have experience not only from your own journey, but how you've helped others. And, you know, thank you for sharing that context. It just gives our listeners an understanding of what you've had to go through and how you've become an expert guiding other people through this and what actually works. So I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Well, it definitely made me not want to be like that mm -hmm. i mean but i had to come out of a really bad place three car accidents near death wow. got arrested i had to come from a really 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 bad place and some people maybe they it takes a really really bad thing to get them to finally say i need to i need to really really do something mm -hmm. but you don't have to wait till it gets so bad that you that even in some cases it's too late for some people but one can turn around at any single point. One can just right the second, turn around, like right they're listening to the show and then boom, they could just make a decision like this is a turning point. But 
you still might need, you're still going to need tools just mm -hmm. like and you don't know how to fix an engine. How are you going to fix an engine? You look at it. You're not going to look at it and make it better by looking at it. And you can ask your friend, but what if they don't know about engines as much? Or you, you could go to classes and read books, but maybe those don't really give you the best answers. And the thing is to keep looking and find what works. Mm. Thing is, is if you just let yourself go and give up, mm. I think at that point, that's kind of where that's called apathy. There's a word for that when you just mm -hmm. kind of give up and you don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I think I have to fight for myself. I had to fight for my, I knew inside that there was, I had a lot of good in me and I really wanted to help people. And that was like a, this big thing. I couldn't tell people I had a huge secret. And when I told some people, they go, they'd laugh at me. And I would write some poetry and I try to tell people through poetry and people just didn't understand. And I, it was just kind of an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. I had this thing inside me, which is, I really just wanted to help people. I wanted to be a counselor mm -hmm. and I just wanted to help people all my, all my life. That's what I wanted to do. And, uh, I got into a position where I now I've been able to do it um, full time. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm able to help thousands of people. And I'm really proud that not for monetary reasons, although many times we really, we obviously need gas in the car and food right. in the, but to have a higher purpose of doing something because it makes a difference. And to me, there's nothing more important than you, mm -hmm. a successful person, a productive person who's reaching your goals and doing what you absolutely have a passion and love. Mm -hmm. That is just the most greatest joy you could ever have. And the people who don't get joy out of seeing you happy and your show successful and your family happy and successful and your baby growing up right and your kids not taking drugs and growing up and doing what they love and finding a career for themselves and getting and happily married and not cheating on each other. And so to somebody who doesn't want that for you is not your friend. And they're probably crazy. Like <laughs> there are people who are actually not right in the head. Yeah. Who are crazy, who who are happy, happiest when you're not doing well. Mm -hmm. Meaning they think that if you do better, I'm in trouble. It's and almost like the scarcity, like there's not enough for all of us. So like, I have to keep mine because if you take some of mine, I'm going to be worse off. And like the lie of that loop. See, that's just really not true. Mm -hmm. Even one can be jealous i mean every all of us can get jealous of something you have something better than me of course that's it that's i'm not talking about that i'm mm -hmm. talking about as the intention of seeing you make it and then that would be their motivation mm -hmm. because then i know i'm in trouble if you get any smarter or become more powerful mm -hmm. threatened by your success see those are the mm -hmm. somebody who's who's um, insane. Mm -hmm. I, I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago and there was a story shared about how one of the man's team members 
started reading and like growing so much from working as a part of that team. But when he'd go home to his community, the other members of the community didn't like how he was growing so much and learning so much and reading so much and all these things. And he ended up getting shot. And it was that like holding down, like you can't do better, you can't be better. And the the threatening element of that, like there is a survival mechanism, even though it's not real, but like that is baked into that. Groups have that have that happen mm-hmm. where don't don't rise above too much. Mm-hmm. And that's fear of you getting away or leaving them behind. Mm-hmm. You know, that you'll not be their friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if you I'm too successful. You just go to New York or you'll leave and, you know, you'll leave us in the dust. So there is mm-hmm. a group thinking mm-hmm. that all a little bit like that, like mm-hmm. be like the Joneses mm-hmm. in the car and everybody's got the same thing and don't rise too high above that. There is that that happens in groups mm-hmm. on an individual basis. There's about a good majority, 80 percent of the population are happy when you're doing well mm-hmm. happy to see you do well as a normal in- as a normal response it's about it and those who are who are threatened are not very valuable people to have around mm-hmm. especially artists like i know some barely top artists that had managers that were not okay not good mm-hmm. that keep drugs around and that would feed bad things to the musician i mean you have to ethics at a level anyway when you're Mm -hmm. in this when you're in a very powerful successful celebrity kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you have and you just think you can do anything Mm -hmm. out to be not good you have to have more the higher you go you have to have more discipline Mm -hmm. because microscope as you rise higher in power Mm -hmm. in leader as a celebrity, you have to be even more ethical than because you're more in the limelight and you set more of an example. And I'm sure you can think of artists who have been very bad on their ethics, mm-hmm. drugs, different things they do, and how much that actually can affect other people because they're looked up to. You go, hey, he's really, really good at football or mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm and coke and cheating on and talking about having multiple girlfriends and it's like that's not a good example why try having three or four girlfriends or three or four wives and you see what happens mm-hmm. coke for a few months and you watch what happens to your brain it's it, it's irreversible how much damage toxic substances poisons like cocaine and so forth how much damage they actually do is irreversible mm-hmm. so but people think that some people think that they can just do things and it won't matter well you look up what drugs really really do and it does matter and you matter and you're important and you influence other people so um you know i'd rather be myself i'd rather be naturally ha- happy Mm-hmm. and not being addicted to chemicals mm-hmm. or because those do really they change your personality if you've ever seen people who are like alcoholic or you can see their personality is actually changes they're volatile you see one minute they're this way and the next minute they're somebody totally different and those people will tell you themselves 
they don't like themselves mm -hmm. when they're during and after they get drunk or they take drugs. They don't like themselves at all. But I, they I started in the world like I read a study that was talking about even one sip of one sip, one drink of alcohol a day can so have such negative effects on the brain and the processing. And I thought, wow, what majority of people have a drink a day? When I think about the leaders across the world and if they're drinking and how they're not having the highest brain function and like the impacts of that across the globe. I think about this a lot and I, it kind of changed the way I saw everything. I'm like, if that's just one, one glass of wine, that's not even like you're saying full on alcoholism, but uh, that bar of leadership, the level of example setting, the lack of clarity, maybe even the standards, like what we've gone to accept as the norm, uh, yeah. I, I feel sometimes frustrated and overwhelmed when I look at the world, like a normal human, I guess. I'm like, man, could we do better? I think that's the feeling is like, can't we do a bit, a bit better? And when you're sharing about the education element and the parents and the teachers having that influence on the next generation and how important that is, this can all feel so cyclical, but you have these entry points to really make an impact, especially on the younger ages. But so much of this comes from the role model and the leadership and I certainly want to hear some of your specific skills and tools, but I, I'm definitely able to see how this all connects full circle. Well, it's like a piano. You nailed it. It's like a piano. One key is out of tune. The rest of them are out. The song is horrible. Mm -hmm. One is out of whack, not doing well, and the rest of your life is affected. Mm -hmm. How well could you do watching a movie with the stomach ache? Mm -hmm. How great of a conversation could you have with another person or listen to them when you have a headache? Mm -hmm. How great could you do at paying attention to your job when your wife just left you mm -hmm. or your husband eating? This kind of pain is like the piano. Mm -hmm. One key out of tune. The rest of them, the song is horrible. Mm -hmm. Life is a piano. Mm -hmm. And when one area goes down, the rest of them go down. Mm -hmm. So the same in reverse. If you lift up yourself, there are other areas you'll be, you'll have a happier family. You do better at work. Mm -hmm. Doing better yourself, it will infect and affect the whole song, mm -hmm. meaning of your life. So I start with making good decisions, being a good person, mm -hmm. being the person I want to be, keeping mm -hmm. my ethics what we say in mm -hmm. a good moral code, all is surrounded with being happy and unhappy. So we have a book called The Way to Happiness. Okay. It's an unreligious, common sense book in over a hundred languages. And it's been read now, distributed, I, I'm gonna say 150 million, but I could be off wow. a little. Awesome. But awesome. basically it's in many, many languages and there's a short version. Awesome. And Spanish. This is the Spanish one. I don't have my English one. I gave away my last one. I just gave That's away. Okay. But this is called How to Make Good Choices. Uh huh. And we created a free ebook for this book, so you can actually read it and give it to your kids. Use it with your kids. I've used it with lots and lots. I've actually we've trained two million children just since the pandemic wow. on this program Amazing. to bring common sense to our young people, starting at seven years old. The literacy level of this book is seven. Okay. About. And it goes all the way up to 15, 16, depending on the literacy. But it's a real simple version of 
American philosopher and educator, Mr. Ron Hubbard, L. Ron Hubbard wrote this and it's used the, by any organization, no matter what companies use it, um, doesn't matter your race, color, or creed, there's something in here for everyone. And so let's cover some of the points. First is awesome. take care of your body. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like if you're not doing well physically, then the rest of your life is, is going to be affected. Mm -hmm. If you're staying up too late and you sleep five hours a night because you're playing video games and you're going to college and you're trying to graduate and it's hard to pay attention and it's painful. Well, that's because you're not taking care of your body, your mm -hmm. car. Your car is mm -hmm. your body. You're driving it and it's got no gas or it's tired. Or Needs it an oil change. Or, yeah. So in that, take care of your teeth, take care of your body. That's the mm -hmm. first point of way to happiness. Then you have don't take harmful drugs. And when we talk about kids, don't take drugs at all. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're an adult, okay, glass of wine here and there, Thanksgiving or whatever. But if you're using drugs to get rid of your stress, mm -hmm. That's really, you're going to, it's just not good. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of good solutions without taking drugs to handle difficult areas of life. I promise you, no matter how, what's going on, mm -hmm. it can be handled and helped without mm -hmm. becoming addicted to beer, uh, hard liquor, mm -hmm. cocaine, marijuana. No, I don't even care what they say about marijuana. It's gateway. It opens the door to other drugs. It mm -hmm. is, there's. I promise you, there's so much THC in there that will destroy your mental processing, your ability to solve problems. You become a basket case. And some of these drugs that are out there, medical drugs that kids are using for street drugs. Mm -hmm. Like I had a woman, let me just say this. I had a yeah. woman I was helping and she came to see me from an, a chiropractic office. She came to see me to get, cause she was recommended. And I had a life improvement center in a mall right outside of DC, five miles from the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. And the woman came in to see me and she goes, I was having so much trouble with my two little kids, but they're better now. They don't, they don't cause me so much stress now. And I go, well, what'd you do? And she goes, I put them on Ritalin. Now they're just sit on the couch and stare off in space. They're vegetables. Kids are kids. They run around. That's what they do. You remember being a kid. You ran around. You go play. Mm -hmm. You go run. You love to hide. You love to do stuff and play games. That's called being a kid. And if, they, if they're going to come up with some label called kid syndrome, just so they can put little kids on drugs, these people are insane. Let the kids play. They need to run around. You can't stick them in a cage. They need to go outside and run around. And, mm -hmm. and they have a lot of energy. So if you're drugging the kids because they're on your nerves, then you're drugging the kids because they're on, because you have a problem with kids running around. Mm -hmm. so this woman put her kids on drugs which is to me criminal to put your kids on drugs because they're bothering you what every person that bothers you going to turn them into a drug addict so maybe it's hard for you to deal with kids activity level mm -hmm. and so there's other ways around that without ruining the children's lives they can't decide so much of their so much of their development is altered in that decision making that the parent like the kid becomes an adult at some point and has to face the consequences, say, of the side effects or whatever challenges have arose or them maladapting and them not having the proper skills like then they have to face that all eventually or they don't face it. And the cycle continues. 
look at the problems drug addicts have. You're turning your kid into a drug addict. Those are mind bending. Those are mind altering, highly toxic drugs right there. Mm-hmm. So, but people do insane things when they, unusual things when they don't have good solutions. Mm-hmm. So there are techniques. There's ways to become a really good parent. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know being, I'm a parent. I have four kids. I know how frustrating and how challenging it can be. Believe me, you're trying to make money and you're trying to do this and you're, you have bills and you're not getting enough sleep and you yourself might even be having physical problems or you might have some, had some bad things happen to you. And so you're easily, um, your mood is easily brought down. Mm-hmm. Um, and people could even get violent and you've got a bigger body than the kids. And then you build up these harmful actions taken against smaller bodies these little kids and the thing is that you want them to grow up to be sane rational not violent happy people Mm -hmm. and if you want that for your kids that would not include being violent with them or setting a bad example or you yourself taking drugs because probably the worst thing you can do for raising your children is if you're on drugs that's Mm -hmm. to me I can't see how you could keep your mental processing straight mm-hmm. and your and your emotions straight if you're compromised with chemicals in your body and chemicals mentally. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. That's not even and, and including some of the environmental toxins that add another layer to that beyond drugs. Right. You know, whatever oh, yeah. that could be. The food. Right. There, there's it's a toxic world, but mm-hmm. you can be. Oh, above all of that mm-hmm. and really cre- create a wonderful family and atmosphere mm-hmm. by applying some simple principles. Mm-hmm. If you're having trouble with something, mm-hmm. fix your trouble. Don't mm-hmm. take it out on the children. Mm-hmm. My parents would get upset and beat the kids and they're using that emotion, taking it out on the kids, which is you you. <laughs> That's like a horrible thing to do. So anyway, the way to happiness has wonderful principles. I just wanted to say Touch it's on a, a free few, yeah. ebook. Mm-hmm. It's a free ebook. The the ebook for this is goodchoicesebook.org. Awesome. It's just one word, goodchoicesebook.org. Mm-hmm. And you can get it in Spanish, French, Italian, mm-hmm. and other languages. And you can send it as a PDF to yourself and use it with your kids. I use it with my kids. My daughter came home. And was telling me these startling things that kids were doing in school, these bad things that kids were doing that they shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. which I won't mention on the air. Yeah. <laughs> and she used this to straighten it out so they weren't doing those bad things. Like if people are bullying, that mm-hmm. needs to stop. Mm-hmm. If somebody's letting these kids vape, that mm-hmm. needs to stop. Mm-hmm. We need to put order into your environment and not be a spectator and let these things go on because you don't want to you know you don't want to take you're tired or you just don't want to bother with it mm-hmm. and especially in school we need to protect our young people schools for learning not for getting your butt kicked yeah and i'm curious be a dangerous environment where people are bullying or people are selling drugs you teachers mm-hmm. and you administrators and you f- officials who are involved in education we need to get in control mm-hmm. and that means educating people so they stand on their own two feet mm-hmm. on the harm of of drugs and hurting other people treat others as you want to be treated all of that is in here 
mm-hmm. and that and we trained during the pandemic um, four hundred thousand teachers on this program. Okay. On the way to happiness and the how to make good choices program, and teachers were reporting to us in Nigeria, in Pakistan, in Nepal, in all these different countries, Ghana, and so forth, where we're running the program. The teachers are reporting back to us, and I'm not kidding. The bullying stopped. Kids wow. are coming to class early and cleaning. Parents are calling saying, what'd you do to my kids? They came home and they're cleaning. Wow. Things are happening. Wow. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. Kids want to learn. Kids, kids are like blank slates that you write on them, what they're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. We have to give them a foundation of common sense so they can make good decisions, stand on their own two feet. When someone hands them marijuana, you go, hey, hey. Uh uh-uh. uh, you know, and they deal with it mm-hmm. and they have the knowledge and the strength to keep their environment ethical and safe for themselves as future parents, as future educators. We create an atmosphere of safety and sanity or we don't. Mm-hmm. We can't just stand here and throw our hands up and go, I shot a kid. What can I do? Mm-hmm. We can't be irresponsible and just say, what can I do now? We have tools that really work. We we can't just sit here and say, oh, he killed the kid. He ran the kid over. He was drunk. What can you do? It happens. We can't have that kind of viewpoint or attitude that it's nothing to do with me or I can't do anything about it. Or you know where that comes from? Not having done anything about it before. Mm-hmm. We That's like the apathy, the apathy de- you touched on earlier. We developed this irresponsibility of watching things happen and mm-hmm. not take because we did. We, maybe we didn't have the tools or we didn't have enough um, a right way to straighten it out. Mm-hmm. But every leader, every teacher, every government, every community official, every minister, every can do something and can influence thousands and can have a safe community with, with that where where people are doing well. Mm-hmm. And crime will come down. We did this in Colombia. Crime came down over 70% wow. using this program. Wow. Crime will come down. We're not teaching common sense. Mm-hmm. What are you teaching in school? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. They need that. But if they don't have a foundation of behavior and, and thinking, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. If we can't even keep our children safe, parents, teachers, principals, mayors, if we can't even keep keep our own kids safe, Washington, D.C. has the highest murder rate of any city in the United States. I think it's seven murders every, I don't even, uh, last figure I heard, I don't want to repeat. Our most powerful country in the world and the mm-hmm. most powerful, quote, government in the world can't even control their own people. Mm-hmm. You know a person by their own home. You know a person by their own backyard. Mm-hmm. Is your kitchen a mess? Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell me about keeping my house clean if you can't even keep your house clean. Mm-hmm. So we here set an example to the world. And you in D.C. Mm-hmm. aren't even your crime rate is high and your drug rate is high and your illiteracy is high and people living on the streets. What does that say about you as a leader? How, what does that say about the millions and billions of dollars you've had available to you? And yet the crime rate, what have you done to lower that? What have you done to stop the drug abuse? Maybe it behoo- maybe it behooves you and helps you to have so many people on drugs that mm-hmm. they're stupid and they can be controlled. Is that the idea? Mm-hmm. That makes you a criminal. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry to be hardcore, 
But if no, we have I... if we have solutions and we implement those solutions, a lot of good people in government, by the way, I meet them all the time. There's some really seriously wonderful, ethical, goodwill people. That's why they government. went to do that. They wanted to have that impact for a lot of people. But if you can't even handle your own backyard, your own family, what mm -hmm. kind of leader are you? If you mm -hmm. can't even take care of the basic things. If a leader is on drugs, what kind of leader is that? If a leader is stealing from his own people, what kind of leader is that? If a leader can't even fix his own family, how's he going to? The first government is family. Mm -hmm. And if you can't even fix your own family and you're cheating on your wife or husband, the chances are you're probably going to be a very ineffective leader with who will do minimal changes. Mm -hmm. So we all stand here on our lights and, you know, mayor and councilman and everybody in leadership position use that leadership position mm -hmm. to raise up the people in that community because that's what you're there for mm -hmm. so we get to a leader I'm, and i know this hardcore i know this right to the bone mm -hmm. i'm in a position of leadership where i influence others or i'm not mm -hmm. if you're not you're not a leader even mm -hmm. if you stand there and collect the paycheck of a leader you're not a leader a leader is somebody who is making effective changes and you see those visually mm -hmm. this is not just i'm listening to how great you are or how great what you'll do nobody nobody wants to hear that mm -hmm. there's been so many promises of that what we need is real effective leadership mm -hmm. where you see the changes in front of your eye the crime statistic drops the drug use drops Pe people are getting thrown in the clinker who are selling this mm -hmm. and you know who should be dangerous for the drug dealer Mm -hmm. You know who should be dangerous for criminals. Mm -hmm. That's who it should be dangerous for. Not the guy who's doing good things. And then he and then, you know, people look down on him because he's helping so many people. Mm -hmm. What and, you mentioned the term common sense. There's a new term that I've heard emerged called sense making. I feel we're in two crises amongst many. One is the sense making and the other is the values crisis. Many of the themes that you've touched on have been about common sense and about values. I'm curious what your opinion is. Can there be values that are at odds with each other so it feels like friction in positions of leadership? That's what I feel like on a macro level, our ability to sense make and our ability to have clear values and be connected to those values through time, energy, and action are critical and may or may not be happening. But is that because of opposing values? This is a big topic. I'm curious what your thoughts are. That's a great question. In fact, I'm sure you're thinking of a specific example as you're talking about it. You're probably thinking of an, of an exact situation, right? I, I'm just thinking like since 2020, I took a course called Sense Making 101. And that was in the end of 2020. And it was an experience where I could have better skills to make sense of things, to have just better thought, better curiosity, connecting ideas. It introduced me to complex systems and systems thinking. Okay. It just was like a different way to process the world. So that was on the sense making. And then through my own just evolution of wanting to understand my own values, wanting to understand the values reflected to me in society and feeling like this is... It doesn't make sense. Like the is word there an, not. Is there an example of that? Like one specific thing that you're seeing? Sure. I, I'll give an example. I'll give the most controversial one. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think that in my understanding of public health and 
like what makes a person healthy, like you said, start with the physical body, going outside, going for walks, doing physical movement, um, eating nourishing foods. There's all these just strong fundamentals that we know can increase your your well-being that in midst a global health crisis, those as like the predominant leaders of action through those like through that, through going for a walk, through being outside, through eating nourishing food, what I would say is the foundation of public health. It's not reflected as the as the foundation of public health. Uh, that would be one example. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, of course, we should all be walking. Of course, we should all be moving. Of course, we should know where our food comes from. Of course, we don't want toxins in our food. and We want clean water, all these things. And it's like, no, we need to isolate and social distance. I don't want to be in the controversy of how it was handled, but just how at odds with just what would be good for most people and those actions that they could be taking. Okay. All right. So my initial take with that is sometimes the you have your own personal observation of what's right and what's wrong, what works and what doesn't work. And through that, uh, my own experience of of all of my life that led to those observations. And then you have agreed upon things that are considered survival or supportive of mm -hmm. a community. Those are things people agree on. Mm -hmm. Red, yellow lights. Mm -hmm. Stop sign. Yeah. So you have different things in place. Somebody has a car accident down some street and all of a sudden they're putting all these speed bumps on the street mm -hmm. to... So it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. The agreed public solution in that instance. Yeah. And I suppose we could even end up having speed bumps on the highway, which would be a tragedy. <laughs> Especially for the fast lane. <laughs> or we can just bring the, the maybe if they, they figure that the reason why there's so many car accidents and somebody does a survey and finds out the reason there are so many car accidents is because there are um the the speed is too fast mm -hmm. so bring down the speed to 30 miles an hour on the highway or something and the kind mm -hmm. but and in that example like i'm thinking through entrepreneurship like that would be potentially hindering innovation but at the exchange of in that example of speed safety yeah so obviously we constantly have to reassess our values and our morals and what our choices we make as we mm -hmm. get old as society changes mm -hmm. and so some things could be going on in society that you don't agree with mm -hmm. could be some things that you do agree with that they're now starting to do that they weren't doing before mm -hmm. because changed or now we have artificial intelligence is a big subject that's come up okay is that a really good thing is it a not good thing or mm -hmm. people lose jobs or could you know terminator we've all seen those movies mm -hmm. uh <laughs> So, you know, I my answer to all of this is, does it help more than it hurts mm -hmm. you or your group or mm -hmm. your city or your country? Mm -hmm. You know, what might be good for the one country might be bad for another country. What mm -hmm. might be good for you might not be good for your neighbor. Maybe you got a new stereo that is super awesome speakers, but that might not be so good for your neighbor. And how cul culturally, like this could vary culture to culture. You were sharing a story about some teachers being really rough to the kids in a different country, but that could be normal culturally in that example and how there's so much variance across the globe in that too. Like in Sudan, you can have four wives. Mm -hmm. 
Now, is that a better way to live? Mm -hmm. uh, is to have four wives or as many wives as you want if you can afford it? Mm -hmm. Is that a better way to live? Um, how's the country doing as a result of that? Is that mm -hmm. a really thing or if it's part of some philosophy or part of the religion or something mm -hmm. that just part of the ethnics of the country mm -hmm. and obviously we don't have that here in the u.s it's against the law mm -hmm. why was that law created and does that make this a better country or a worse country see that's the one you assess these things right that's like the sense making piece so let's take this for example first mm -hmm. of all as far as being faithful mm -hmm. And is this good for the country or not good for the country? Well, I have my own views. I wouldn't go stampeding over to Sudan. I've worked with Sudan. Um, would I go stampeding over and wave this in front of their face? Hey, be faithful. <laughs> so, and here it says, let's read the way to happiness one, not the children's one. Well, actually, let's read the children's one. So it says here, be faithful, point number three, mm -hmm. to support or to be loyal to. You may have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Now, this is a younger person, not mm -hmm. going to read a little bit differently in the adult version. You may have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Later, you probably will have a wife or a husband, and even later, children and a family. This is all a very important part of the way to happiness. There are special ways you should treat these people. If you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you should remember to treat them the way you want them to treat you. They should be a special friend. You should not get another boyfriend or girlfriend while the first one still feels he or she is special to you. You can easily hurt someone's feelings if you do. Mm -hmm. This becomes more important as you grow older, especially mm -hmm. if you get married. When people get married, it means they want to stay together all of their lives and should do everything possible to make it this way. It is very important that they remain faithful to each other. That way there is trust and they can work together to raise children. So how does that fit with what I just said about having more than one wife? I guess a person has to make their own decision. Maybe somebody who thinks it's fine and they won't have problems can move to Sudan and have three or four wives. Mm -hmm. Or they live in Sudan and say, well, this isn't really working out. I'm going to leave the country because I don't like what I see and I can't change it. And they move like, to another living, living in alignment with those values, yeah. wherever you, wherever you are. Yeah. You control your environment instead of being a victim of what you're surrounded by. Like mm -hmm. if I'm in DC and people are getting murdered every, every hour on the hour, I might not want to live there. Right. You know, it's too dangerous. M maybe that's the old wild West. Maybe that's what they want is just mm -hmm. people you know, just so dangerous that nobody would possibly think of overthrowing the government. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe somebody <laughs> thought of that. Hey, let's bring in some more drugs. <laughs> so um, I know in one area of New York, and this is just my observation, they ran it down with prostitutes and drugs so they could buy it up cheap. Right. I'm sure there's there's low ethic, low moral level people that do things out in the world. Mm hmm thing to realize is that when you hurt another person and i think this is really needs to be understood mm -hmm. when you hurt another person a group a country when you take things you shouldn't take when you do things you wouldn't want them to do to you mm -hmm. 
it has serious consequences. A person who steals might feel they're getting away with something and it's free money or free jewelry and they don't care what happens to the other person, but it actually backfires each and every time on the person that does the harmful act. Mm -hmm. When you steal from someone, you're now worried about getting caught by the police. You're gonna live your whole life looking behind your shoulder, seeing if anybody's gonna throw you in jail and something will happen. Because when somebody does harmful things, it comes back like a boomerang to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Those natural, thank goodness, laws of life. Mm -hmm. That one, when he does something, is becomes open to attack. And one receives things that one puts out. Mm -hmm. So you mean to people, people are mean back to you. And uh, the one just element you mentioned that I think is important is just how much the early environment you know, if you're in a normalized chaos situation and then that's the behavior you know as normal, you know, how do you help someone get out of that toxicity or out of that chaos into a different way of living when that's all they've ever known? And then again, again, you learn the hard way or you learn ahead of time and this consequence, the consequence. Mm -hmm. but the that's power why, of consequence. Yeah, don't do anything against the law. Mm -hmm. That's also... That applies to every single person, no matter where you are, no matter how much money you have. That, And I think the United States and the world would be a better place if more people followed a moral code mm -hmm. or this moral code. Mm -hmm. And it's something we can agree on. I won't steal your show or your trademarked goods. I won't steal your inventions. Mm -hmm. And you don't cheat on my, my husband. Or steal your stuff. Yeah, like we just have this agreement that this mm -hmm. is how we live together and how we get along in the most ideal way. And then and I think with the amount of crime and drugs going on that we could do a lot better job of this, mm -hmm. uh, really getting people to follow these kinds of principles. And we might survive better. We actually might really survive better with nuclear arms existing today. I don't think we can afford um this kind of lifestyle of where you know you can marijuana is okay and stealing people's things is okay and criminal governments are okay and and making people take away their rights and their freedoms is okay these things are just they they doesn't end we've, well we've seen it in society's past mm -hmm. that they, by the boards they're Look what happened to the Romans and, and they're unethical. We all read in history about mm -hmm. all these great societies no longer exist. Mm -hmm. All the harm they've done and these dictators and these different people that are doing bad things. They, 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 some people, by the way, don't learn no matter what. They get thrown in jail and they come out and they do it again. Some it was more of like the sociopath piece, like the actual, yeah. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Carey. I know we're coming to a close. I want to make sure that we give a final moment to your closing thoughts. There are so many gems in there, but if there's anything that you want to really root in, you know, I think of the question, where do we go from here? You know, it's January, 2024. There's a lot of, we could say geopolitical uncertainty, economic uncertainty. There's a lot of question marks. Maybe it's always been like that. Uh, maybe this feels just like another expression of that, but where do we go from here? And if you could have a takeaway for our listeners to root into their own life, what would that be? 
That's that's a wonderful question. I like that a lot. Um, I would say never minimize what you, the effects that you can have on people and society around you. Meaning, one person can do so much to make mm -hmm. a difference. Mm -hmm. One person, your show. Mm -hmm. You might never know how many lives you've helped, much less maybe even saved. Mm -hmm from one person just hearing that at the right moment, they needed to hear that. And then they took off and the next thing, you know, they're doing great and raising their family. You might never ever know mm -hmm. how much good the communication that's going out from your show. And so the point is that I think no matter what is happening in one's life in your life, that, one can have a huge make a huge difference on the survival potential and the happiness level of the people and the community around you and for me that is the greatest mission the greatest joy is to know you can help people do better and be better and live a more quality life i mean to me that could be one of the greatest joys is being able to do that. I love the idea of a world without crime, a world without war. Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Hubbard talked about that. And I think that I really do think this program, how to make good choices and the way based on the way to happiness. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play more time. Yes, please. It, Free ebook, Way to Happiness, TWTHDC.org. Free ebook on this, many languages, Spanish, Italian, TWTHDC.org, and GoodChoicesEbook.org, free ebook. And I would just say to people, um, check it out. And if it can help your community, your school, uh, we lowered crime in many cities just by distributing that. Wow. If we get more people with common sense, we're going to have a safer, saner society. Mm -hmm. And I would want to live in that kind of world. I don't want to be surrounded by danger, criminals, drugs, people dealing, all these things. And we can change it. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a mile or five miles away from you, you can influence people just by communicating. Um, there's videos on the website, thewaytohappiness.org. There's videos and I use it in, in our education programs in high schools. Mm -hmm. One high school I went to, it had drug dealers and prostitutes. Wow. And people just got out of jail. Wow. And they had metal detectors at the front and back doors and police on site at this high school in mm -hmm. Orlando. Wow. And after I gave these way to happiness workshops, they were having five murders a year in the school. And after I started giving the workshops, they had no murders wow. in the school. You can influence and bring calm and and common sense to your community i really believe that and uh, anybody who's really likes helping people it's a great program to get involved with thank you for having me by yes, the way it's thank really, you dr carrie this yeah. is really really insightful and i know that whatever needed to land needed to land we will see you all on the next week of the lila life show thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for being here yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Please like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, give the review. 
And always, if you have feedback, we want to hear team at lelalife.co. Feel free to email us and follow us on social. You can reach us there. Sending you blessings as always. Much love.